Newsweekly is an ad-free listener-supported podcast made possible by listeners like you. Just go to patreon.com slash Sammy Shah, that's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H, to support the podcast. Top Stories of the Week! We're definitely not talking about George Christensen today. Also, we definitely won't see racist dog whistling in a by-election. And we definitely aren't sick of Taylor Swift in Australian politics. All that and no more on Newsweekly. Hello and welcome to News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. So, I wanted to do an Israel-Gaza update here, but to be honest, sometimes it's just not possible on a news satire podcast. This is one of those times, because the latest is that the death toll has now crossed 30,000 officially, with the US Defence Secretary stating that more than 25,000 of those are women and children, and all experts agree that those numbers are extremely conservative. So, I'm not going to talk about any of that. It's more than even I can handle. So instead, let's do all local news today. I spy with my little eye something beginning with the poly news now. It turns out one of our former politicians might not have been working in our best interests, but rather to advance the aims of someone with more nefarious plans. No, I'm not talking about politicians under the influence of the mining industry. No, no, I'm not talking about politicians controlled by the real estate industry either. Nope, I'm not talking about the gambling industry even. No, also not America and UK's military-industrial complex controlling our politicians. No, we know all about those. We're fine with our politicians betraying us to all over them. No, this is something else entirely. After a bombshell from the ASIO boss Mike Burgess, who revealed a former politician was recruited several years ago by a foreign spy ring known as the A-Team because of its focus on Australia. Ooh, different A-Team, sorry. Uh, The revelations came at a press conference by the ASIO boss who managed to give us particular information about a particular problem. Right now, there is a particular team in a particular foreign intelligence service with a particular focus on Australia. What he particularly didn't tell us, however, was which particular politician it was. This politician sold out their country, party, former colleagues to advance the interests of a foreign regime. At one point, the former politician even proposed bringing a prime minister's family member into the spy's orbit. And that has resulted in a massive guessing game in Canberra as to who this former politician compromised by foreign intelligence could be if it isn't George Christensen. Joe Hockey, the former treasurer in the pocket of Big Cigar, has demanded the traitor politician, quote-unquote there, be identified due to the reputational damage this might cause other former politicians like himself, who everyone otherwise has no reason to dislike. Here's current politician Simon Birmingham voicing the same concerns. There absolutely would be benefit, though, in ensuring that not all former politicians uh, carry some sort of smear or smirch upon them. I mean, not this particular smear, but no smear at all? I don't think that's possible. For now, however, it seems as though ASIO is not revealing any more information about whether or not it was definitely George Christensen. (music) See, that was better than talking about Gaza. 
In fact, why don't we talk about Ukraine instead? Remember the war in Ukraine? President Zelensky said that over 31,000 Ukrainian soldiers have died fighting since February 2022, and about 10,000 civilians have been killed in the same time as well. So, military and civilian deaths combined over a two-year period is 10,000 more than Gaza in a five-month period. So do with that information what you will, because we are now moving on to more local news. Duncan on Dunkley news now. This sudden and tragic death from cancer by a popular Labour politician has triggered a by-election in the Victorian region of Dunkley, which is on the beautifully picturesque Mornington Peninsula and comprises suburbs like Frankston and Carrum Downs and other places I don't think I've been more than once or twice ever. The by-election does, however, give us a chance to see what strategies the major parties are employing in elections these days. Labour's big appeal to voters is that they will benefit from the changes to the Stage 3 tax cuts, as highlighted by the Labour candidate. From the 1st of July, I'm really aware that I think it's about 87% of Dunkley residents are going to get more of a tax cut under Labour than they would have under the Liberal government, which means people are going to have more money in their back pocket. We've got 5,000 more families getting a better benefit from childcare relief. We've got cheaper medicines out there. We've got the urgent care clinic with bulk billing. I think people are hearing that message. Uh, look, the tax changes are happening. Um, as we speak, we've got things going on and I know the Labor government are going to be looking at, uh, you know, what else they can do. We've got, you know, Coles and Woolies being reviewed in terms of the benefits back to the consumers. So they're not, you know, they're not going to be hit in their back pockets. The Liberals, meanwhile, have a slightly different strategy. Uh, we did see a tweet from the Deputy Opposition Leader, Susan Lee. Uh, she said, if you live in Frankston and you've got a problem with Victorian women being assaulted by foreign criminals, vote against Labor. So there you go. Your choices are greater support against the rising cost of living or foreigners raping local women. I don't think that's racist dog whistling. I think it's called racist wolf pack howling at this point. Liberal politician Susan Lay's tweet is referring to a bit of a boo-boo by the local police. It's a huge blunder from the Victorian police. They yesterday apologised after they wrongly charged a 44-year-old man with sex offences in Melbourne. He appeared in court twice. That second time, he was told that those charges would be withdrawn and he was free to go. They've now said that they've arrested the man responsible. He's not a part of that cohort of 140. 49 people released from immigration detention after that High Court ruling late last year that found it was unlawful. They said that they had wrongly identified him in CCTV footage. I guess all foreigners do look alike after all. Still, despite fears of being raped by foreigners, the Dunkley residents are going ahead with their voting. Their biggest risk, it turns out, being asked stupid questions by Sky News' Rita Panahi. Gentlemen, are you voting in the by-election this Saturday? No. Oh, come on. Do you have a favourite candidate? What's a by-election? It's a special day. Yeah, well, we got the pretzel tattoo. It was just three. We... And those guys got the pretzel tattoo too? Two of them, yes. Two of them. The police are coming because you're drinking alcohol. Yeah, and slurping. But it's frowned upon in this country. Well, that's not nice. You gotta love Frankston. Do you, Rita? I kind of doubt it. 
Anyways, it's such a relief to be talking about this stuff and not how on Friday, just as a ceasefire deal seemed likely, 112 Gazans were killed and over 700 injured in a stampede around food convoys. The Palestinians say the stampede was caused by Israeli soldiers opening fire. The IDF says it happened because people got trampled trying to get to the food. Although they were so desperate for the food only because mass starvation is a real concern in Gaza and the UN Special Rapporteur on the right to food has now stated that Israel is intentionally starving politicians and should be held accountable for war crimes. And even Medicines of Frontiers has said, quote, we consider Israel responsible for the situation of extreme deprivation and despair which prevails in Gaza, particularly in the north, which led to today's tragic events, end quote. But instead of that, we'll talk about this. A swift farewell news now. Scott Morrison, the former Prime Minister, former Health Minister, former Finance Minister, former Industry, Science and Energy and Resources Minister, former Home Affairs Minister and former Treasurer, finally retired from politics. Which came as news to everyone who thought he'd already done so months ago. So, did he take the time in his final speech to address and apologise for some of his more egregious failures? Like the bushfires of 2020, the response to allegations of sexual misconduct by staffers in Parliament, the failure to implement a flood relief package in 2022 in time, or the minimal amount of Afghan refugees offered visas after the Taliban seized control in 2021? In preparing for this day, Abby and Lily suggested that I should play a type of Taylor Swift bingo. Here I go. (laughs) It is true that my political opponents have often made me see red, often when subjected to the tortured poets who would rise to attack my reputation. In response, I always thought it important to be fearless and speak now, or forever hold my silence and allow those attacks to become folklore. Ever since leaving university in 1989, (laughs) this has always been my approach My great consolation has always been my lover, Jen, who has always been there for me whenever I need her from dawn and beyond the many midnights we have shared together. See, I'm actually a true numeromantic, after all. And I can assure you there is no bad blood, as I've always been someone who's been able to shake it off. Look, I'll be honest, I like Taylor Swift songs. I'm not a Swifty in that I know maybe four or five of them only, but all in all, I think she can roll out a catchy tune. And in this day and age of AI content creation, I do think a musician who still takes the time to write her own lyrics and compositions is worth something. What I don't think is necessary is for Australian public figures like the former Prime Minister to make his farewell speech to Parliament a tribute to Tay-Tay. There's a time and place, and that's a lesson that needed to be shared with both Scott Morrison and the New South Wales Police Commissioner addressing requests from Sydney's LGBTQI plus community for the police to not attend this year's Mardi Gras festival after it was revealed that a gay couple was murdered by a police officer who had stalked them. There will always be haters. Haters like to hate. Isn't that what Taylor says? Taylor Swift also said, look what you made me do. And here's hoping the police don't use that as justifications for future crimes. See, 
there we go. We made it. A full episode without bringing up the continuing crisis in Gaza and continued inability of anyone to stop it, even though it's been desperately warned about every day since it started. That's it for this week's episode of News Weekly. As I always say, please head over to patreon.com slash samishah, that's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H. Also head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and a good rating for this podcast. It really helps with the visibility or just tell your friends. And if you can't do any of that, just stick around next week because I'll be right back here with another episode of News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly.